Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. If you are not successful, you're not finding the success that you want, I'm going to go through five things and kind of elaborate on it that are probably the reasons why you're not finding that success that you're looking for. So again, if you're not successful, here's the reasons why. So there's five things that I've really been thinking about and just kind of dissecting that successful people do that you're probably not doing if you're not where you want to be. So recently, um, I've just found myself at amazing dinners in amazing rooms, having conversations with people that if you would have asked me a year ago, um, hey, Mike, who would you want to be at dinner with? Some of these people are those people. And I'll never actually forget Chris Harder, who, by the way, is, is one of those from a couple of years back. He asked me the question one time. He said, if you could have uh, dinner with anyone, who would that be? And it kind of set me back for a little bit because I was like, you know, if I could just pick dinner with one person, I didn't really have, you know, kind of that list in my head. I'll get into the five things that I think successful people do. Um, but that was one of them is not expecting great things. And I've just looked around recently. And again, Karen and I have found ourselves, you know, in rooms and at dinners with just, just amazing humans. And when I think about this, Karen and I have said, man, how did we find ourselves here? Or how did we get invited to this dinner or to this table? Or, you know, you become friends with somebody that a year ago, you would have thought to yourself, like, there's no way that, that, you know, you could even meet them. And what I've realized is that, you know what, at the end of the day, we're all basically the same. We're all humans that are looking for interaction and relationships with other humans. The reality is how you show up and what you're looking for and the expectations that you set are what determine whether you get to be in those rooms or not. So here are the five things that successful people do that you're probably not doing if you're not where you wanna be or you're not finding the success that you want. Number one, you have to expect great things. Number two, you have to focus on one thing at a time. And that doesn't mean, you know, that we can't be working on various projects and, you know, several different investments, et cetera. But you have to have like one main thing that you're really focusing on. Number three, you have to take risks. Nobody finds success without taking risks. Number four, you have to keep showing up and you have to keep adding value. And number five, you can't focus on the money. Everybody needs money. And the main reason why we get up and do what we do every day is obviously we have to make some money. But there has to be, and I even said main reason, but let me kind of, uh, I guess, take that back a little bit. The main reason that we get up, if we're just going to work and, and we have a job and you know we're working nine to five, then maybe... Maybe the main reason that we find ourselves, you know, getting up and going to work is for the money. And it could even be the same thing if we own a business or we have investments or whatever. Maybe it's gotten to the point where it's about the money. But I guarantee you, if you look backwards, it didn't start that way. Why did you become an accountant? Why did you start investing in real estate? Why did you launch that business? It was not about the money to begin with. So you can't focus on the money. So let's kind of, let's go back up to the top and just kind of, you know, briefly I guess, dissect this. So when we talk about having to expect great things, 
Um, this is probably the most important thing that I've been watching as I get surrounded uh, more and more uh, by successful people, people with the right mindset. So I was sitting at dinner actually the other day with Chris Harder, and he was talking about how um, people are drawn to brands and people and companies that are aspirational. And that's what people are really looking for because there's the nuts and bolts around making money, investing, running businesses, et cetera. But what people really need, and all of us need this, I don't think we ever reach a point where we no longer need this. We need somebody who is aspirational. They're, they're, they're teaching us and taking us to higher levels. They're showing us another way. And so when I say, number one, you have to expect great things. This might be the number one biggest trait in people that are successful. They expect great things. They're aspirational for not only what they've achieved in the past, not only where they're at today, but they're aspiring to something greater. And so we have to expect great things, not only from ourselves, but also the other people around us. And this is one thing that I've seen in, in traits. Not only do successful people expect great things in their own life, they expect the best out of other people too. Are we going to get let down sometimes by ourselves? Yes. Are we going to set expectations sometimes that don't get met by other people? Absolutely. Are we going to set expectations for you know revenue, et cetera, that aren't met? Absolutely. But we have to expect great things and we have to keep moving through that. The next thing, when I say you have to focus on one thing, and by the way, this is probably one of my greatest weaknesses as a visionary. Um, it's really challenging uh, for me to focus on one thing. Um, and when I say focus on one thing, uh, I'm not talking about like at any given time, because I I do think that we need to be you know pretty focused when we're doing deep work and that kind of stuff. But really, um, we need to focus on, you know, one thing when it comes to our career. And so even as a visionary or investments for that matter, not, maybe it's not just career, but as a visionary, I tend to be taking on a lot of things at once. And so as we start climbing that mountain and we realize that, you know, how, how am I focused on five or six different businesses? And then, and then how do I narrow that down to one thing? Well, what I have been working on, you know, the last year of my life really is surrounding myself with people, myself, <laughs> that might be true, by the way, surrounding myself with people who are helping me at a higher level manage multiple different businesses. So I've started to look at, and in my world, uh, Karen, and I started a company called Velocity Venture Partners, where um, it's basically our you know, private equity group. And we are investing in other operators. We're bringing on other investment partners. Um, you know, we have the mobile home park space business that we've invested in. I'm building a team out at Velocity Venture Partners that also helps to oversee, you know, the mobile home park space. I'm building out a team uh, at Velocity Venture Partners that will help oversee uh, the HVAC company as we roll that out. And so really my one thing is building out an elite team at Velocity Venture Partners that can help oversee other operating entities. And it takes a while to get there, but my one thing is starting to become, it's, it's starting to focus on uh, building out, like I said, a world-class team that can manage at a high level. And then that way we can go out and invest in multiple businesses, manage multiple businesses. So it's not that we can't diversify you know, our investments or uh, diversify the areas that we buy in, et cetera, but the one thing is building that 
you know, amazing team. And there's examples of this all over. Um, not that I think that I'm anywhere near Berkshire Hathaway. Obviously, I'm not one of the greatest companies that's ever built. But if you think about Berkshire Hathaway, how did Warren Buffett do this? He started a long, long time ago surrounding himself with amazing humans. And then they go out and they start buying amazing companies. So you just take that thought process and you have to figure out, okay, with where I'm at today, how do I start that aspirational climb? And what does that look like for me? And so your march to a Warren Buffett or, you know, a virgin type um, business or, you know, Elon Musk branching out into all this stuff. And again, I'm not saying that I or you are going to be, you know, anywhere near those guys. But what I am saying is it's the who, not how conversation. So the only way that you're going to start aspiring uh, to greater things and climbing those hills is to start building some infrastructure and people and humans and processes, et cetera, around you. And that's what becomes the focus of the one thing. Now, by the way, I know many people that have spent their entire life working in a single, as Cody Sanchez would call it, you know, boring business. And that's all they did. And they're successful at it. And they have wins year after year after year. And that's okay too. So you have to just kind of take this and say, okay, what type of individual am I? Again, in my world, I am definitely a visionary. And so my one thing is building out a team, you know, an acquisitions person around me, a, a salesperson around me, having an investor relations person. Um, that's, that's the key for me. Operations, really, really key component to all of this. So I'm searching for building a world-class elite team that can surround me. And so the next part of it, you have to take risks. And this is where it gets scary, obviously. But nobody loves to take risks. Uh, now, maybe some people love to like skydive and, you know, take risks in that way. But when it comes to like money and business and, and, you know, feeling uncomfortable and being stretched and, you know, investing your life savings in your first business, et cetera, nobody loves doing that. And it's uncomfortable, but the results are what we love. And if you look at anybody who's stagnant, they're stuck, um, they're not in any way making that aspirational climb. On the other side of that, they're probably refusing to take risks and grow and scale in their life. So we have to be able to take risks. I think the key with this is just to try to uh, mitigate those risks, uh, or as people would say, calculated risks. So what does that mean for you? What does that mean in your business? What does that mean in your personal life? Everybody's tolerance levels are different. But the thing that I can promise you is that if you don't start taking risks, you're definitely not going to reap the rewards. I mean, it's just obvious unless you win the lottery or something like that. But the reason why so many people lead a mediocre, unfulfilled life, and I'm not here to judge their life, but if you really ask them at the end of the day, they would probably say that their life is or was mediocre. And it's because they refuse to take risks along the way. No risks, no reward. So you have to keep showing up and adding value. And this is the thing. There's days where sometimes I'm like, man, is anybody listening? Is, is this working? Is this business going to succeed? And I'm not just talking about this podcast. I'm talking about you know anything that we're doing. But the thing is, is when you know that this is what you need to do and you keep showing up daily, one of my mentors always said, you know, I'm an overnight success 20 years in the making. And that's true with anybody that you talk to. I just heard Alex Hormozzi talking about this the other day. You know, it seems like Alex Hormozzi just came out of nowhere and, and all of a sudden he's just rich and famous, right? Well, this guy's been putting in the work for a long time. And then he just kind of out of, no, it seems like out of nowhere, he put the system and the processes together and then he's just blowing up. But really 
he's been just showing up consistently over and over and over and just adding value and doing the thing. And that's really what it takes. You know, I was talking to a guy yesterday that's thinking about starting a podcast. And he said, the only reason that I have not started a podcast, I really feel like I need to, but I know that once you get started, you can't stop. And I said, it's, it's true because the thing is, is if you gather a following or a listening, and it's not even just with podcasts, it could be the same thing with, you know, customers, you could, you could service a customer 15 times and do an excellent job, but the one time that you can't service them and they have to call someone else, that could be the one time that you never get them back. And it's the same thing with, you know, a podcast and listenership. And this is what me and this guy were talking about is like, once you start doing that and people start listening, if you go for two or three weeks and, and there's no episode and they've been consistent for, you know, six months, but then all of a sudden you take a hiatus or a sabbatical, you might lose a third of your listeners um, because, you know, once they go on and start listening to other shows, I don't know about you guys, but I only listen to like faithfully probably five shows, but then there's others that I kind of weave in and out of, you know, as I'm thinking about it or depending on what season I'm in. So that's the thing about consistency. And the thing that I, you know, just as a side note, um, that's where batching comes into play. Um, and again, I'm not really great at that, but the more you can batch that, and then make sure that you have, you know, shows or content or whatever it is for you in the bank then, because we all need periods of time where we need, you know, two or three or four or five weeks off. And so you just got to make sure that you batch that out. So you have to keep showing up and adding value. And the last one is you can't focus on the money. And I'll be completely transparent and honest with you. When I start getting I'm a goal-driven person. I'm a visionary. So, you know, like, let's just say um, uh, the podcast. I did not launch this podcast to monetize it. I don't have um, advertisers, et cetera, obviously on the podcast. I had other reasons for wanting to do this. But the thing about the podcast is uh, like, let's just say hypothetically that I launched the podcast and I had set a goal, and this isn't the case, but let's just say that I had set a goal of um, you know, maybe a thousand dollars a month in, in advertising revenue. Well, I didn't launch the podcast because of the advertising revenue, but then we set a goal of a thousand dollars a month for advertising revenue. And then if we start not hitting that, then it starts getting really easy for the money to start becoming the focus or, or, you know, Hey, we've got a thousand dollars in advertising. We're going to push it to two. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because there's a lot of amazing, genuine shows where people are showing up, adding value and, and they wanted to monetize it. I'm just saying that you can't focus on the money and it's really easy to shift from why you started this and then you start making money at it, whatever it is. And then the focus becomes about money. It's like, okay, well, I did that one and I'm making X amount of dollars. Why don't we do something different so we can make more dollars instead of being, you know, driven by the principle behind it. So here's the thing that I'm definitely not saying. Everybody wakes up every single morning and goes to work, goes to their business, et cetera, because we need to make money. You can't survive without making money. And actually, I'm going to argue that making money is noble because the more money that you make, the more good you can do in the world. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't make money. What I'm saying is that money is a byproduct of whatever it is that you feel called and led to do or whatever your purpose is. So keep showing up with the purpose and not focusing on the money. So again, just to sum this up, if you're not successful 
Here is the reason why. There's five reasons, five things that successful people do all the time that you're probably not doing if you're not where you want to be. Number one, you have to expect good things. Number two, you have to focus on the one thing that's most important for you at that point in time to move the needle. Number three, you have to take risks. Number four, you have to keep showing up and adding value. And number five, you cannot make money the main focus. Do not focus on the money, focus on the purpose and the passion behind it. And that's what will make you successful. So if you're not finding the success you want, go back through that list and it's probably one of those things. Go out there and make it great. I appreciate you guys. By the way, we have a pretty great waiting list for this and I've talked about it before, but we are getting ready to launch the Elite Private Investing for Freedom community. And what that is, is a private community that's off the social media platforms where we're going to do group coaching. We're going to do live conversations. Our guests that come in on the podcast, we're going to do private backroom Q&A type stuff. Um, we'll bring in guests from time to time that are not even on the podcast. Me and some of you know my advisors will come in and talk about current economic climates, things that we're seeing, all of that. And it's just a great place where you can interact with me. So this is going to be off social media. It's on a private network platform that we have. Um, there's an app included on it. So this is going to be great. And I'm going to be spending a lot of time there. So if you're interested in getting into that private community, this is going to be affordable. It's going to be a monthly ongoing, ongoing subscription. Text the word elite to 480-531-7519. We'll send you a link to that. We're going to be launching this in the next few weeks. We had talked about doing it sooner, but we just wanted to get some things, um, you know, just solidified and make sure that we're ready to do it. Well, we are ready. And I'm excited to, while I love social media, I'm excited to um, really get off the platforms where we can have honest, open discussions. And, you know, so many of you reach out to me and we have conversations, you know, via DMs and Instagram and that kind of stuff. But this is going to be a place where not only can we communicate like we would in Instagram, but we can also, you know, go live, have conversations, do group coaching. Um, heck, if you and I were the only one in there, it'd be just you and I. So um, this is going to be a great way for us to just connect and have some really engaging collaborative conversations. So again, if you're interested in joining the elite uh, private community, text the word elite to 480-531-7519. Thanks. Go out there. Have a great week. I appreciate you. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.